You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Believe what you're praying is happening is the title of this devotion. Believe what you pray is happening. You see, prayer can sometimes drop down to the human thinking that just because we say things, we've we've kind of ticked the box. But God wants us to always have that sense of intimacy with Him. He wants to, you know, it's kind of like a child who calls a mom and and the mom says, yeah, but she didn't pay attention and the child knows it. And child says, mom, mom, mom. And mom says, yeah. But the, the child knows, no, I didn't connect with mom. And then finally, as the child keeps going, mom, 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 The child looks and says, yes, honey, what do you want? And there's the connection. And you see, prayer needs to have that connection. And I know that that what I talked about last Monday, you know, about having that praying through, persistent praying, how we need to pray until that connection begins to manifest. And here in Mark chapter 11, Jesus was coming down from Bethsaida to Jerusalem, I believe, and he was hungry, it says, and he saw a fig tree. And it was only about a few weeks before the full harvest of figs was coming. I mean, very soon, like a week or whatever, very seven days, I think, within six days. It was the last week before he was crucified on, on Friday morning. Uh, he was, it's just a few days before, and the harvest of figs was about to come, but there was no figs on this tree. And so Jesus cursed that fig tree and said, no one will eat of you again. The next day when the disciples walked past the same place, they saw that the fig tree had withered away from the roots up, and they marveled, they marveled. And Jesus said this to them in Mark 11, And Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, Whatever things you ask when you pray. See, it's about prayer that that Jesus is saying these things. He says, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. So there's two main points that I want you to see. The first is the title of this devotion. Believe what you're praying is happening. 
that's what Jesus is showing. He's saying, when you pray, believe that what you're praying is happening. So let the Holy Spirit help you, as it says in Romans 8, 26, 27, how to pray. You see, often the very answer that you are looking for the Holy Spirit brings to out of your heart as the word is written there. And you're praying and I'll give you an example. Uh, oh, how long ago? I, I've 25 years ago or something like that. I can't remember now, but a long time ago, we here at the church, we were financially completely crushed, crushed, crushed. And I had been set up to take a group of people on an Israel tour, and it, it was bad, it was bad. And I didn't know what to do. All I knew was to pray and wait on God and trust Him because I've seen Him come through so many times, I'm not gonna doubt Him just because I can't see the answer. So I just kept believing. Believing is what keeps the door open for God to act and for God to, to run the situation, to, to, to work the situation. And, and so I was praying for Virginia was here at home while I was on, uh, flying to Tel Aviv. And when I arrived there, she called me and she said, darling, I, I found out what the financial need is in the church, in the ministry here, and it crushed me. It so crushed me, I, I couldn't breathe. She said, I fell on my knees and I, out of my heart came this, Lord, give, me, give us 50,000 pounds. And then my mind said, 50,000? Oh, we can't, can't believe for that. And she, and she said, then I tried to pray for less and I just couldn't do it, I couldn't do it. And when she said what she had said in prayer, instantly by the Holy Spirit, I knew it's done. Seriously, I said to her, honey, it's done. I know it, it's done. I called the people that are waiting for some payments and letting them know that within a few days we'll have their funds in their account. It's done, it's done. And to make a story short, I came back a week later. It was only a short trip. I came back a week later and I'm, I'm sitting in my office and we had a Bible school in, uh, here at the building and the Holy Spirit said to me, go downstairs and tell the students to pray for the finance. So I went downstairs and stopped the class. I said, sorry to interrupt you. I said, but the Lord just spoke to me that I need to ask you to stand with us. We've been given 50,000 pounds by the Lord but it's not yet in the ministry account, in the church account. So we're not gonna ask the Lord for the money because he's already given it to us. I don't know who has it or where it is, but God knows. And let's just pray that it comes to, into our combat tomorrow. So everybody was praying and two ladies, all the ladies in the back were laughing and laughing and laughing. And so we finished praying after about three, four minutes. I said, amen. Amen. Thank you. you. The class can continue. That's all I, I just needed to do what the Lord asked. So as I'm walking out, one of those older ladies walked up to me and she said, Pastor, I'm the one. I said, what do you mean? She said, last night I said to my friend here, I said, you know, I have this 50,000 pounds in my account. And every time I've tried to spend it, the Lord says, don't, I need it. I need it. And I feel I can't touch it. She said, but I need a new car. And you know, my car's okay, but, but it's getting older. And my friend said to me, Pastor, she said, you better spend it tonight for tomorrow morning, the Lord will ask for it. She said, Pastor, I'm the one. 
and she brought the check and the money was transferred into our account. You see, I know this sounds fantastic, but I believe in a fantastic, amazing God that He can teach you how to pray. And this is not about money, folks. So don't, don't, don't misunderstand. This is about prayer. This is about prayer. There are needs that are much greater than money can buy. There are certain illnesses. You could have all the money in the world and you cannot fix it. So it's not about money, this devotion. Yes, finances are needed, they're important, and I am so grateful for the precious people that God uses to give. But folks, listen to me. This is about praying, praying, praying. Believe what you're praying is happening. Believe that while you're praying and that the Holy Spirit keeps bringing it to you and that you know every time. And then from then on, when it comes to your spirit, instead of asking, you're saying, Father, I thank you that this is what you're working. I thank you. I give you another testimony. It happens to be about money as well. That also is a long time ago. And, and we needed money for evangelistic outreach. And, and we didn't have it. And I asked the Lord for 10,000 pounds. And he spoke to me in my spirit and he said, I'm working on it. Two weeks passed and it still was no sign of it. So I said again, Lord, remember about the 10,000 that I need for these outreaches. And he said to me, I'm working on it twice. And I've learned from Solomon, don't push God. The Lord spoke to Solomon twice. You can look it up in the Bible. And that was it. So I, I didn't ask again. Three months passed and I was in a meeting and the meeting I'd ministered and I finished ministering and I saw a precious man that I knew from years past, from way back, sitting there with his, with his face in his hands. And I thought, oh, I wonder if he's troubled. I'll go and love on him. So I went, sat beside him, I put my arm around him. I said, are, are you okay? He said, tell me it's God, tell me it's God. I said, tell you what's God? He said, the Lord tells me I'm supposed to give you 10,000 pounds. I said, well, that's God. And guess what he said? He said, for three months, he said, the Lord's been trying to get me to give this to you. Could you please come to my office right now so I can give you the check because I can't bear it anymore to disobey. Believe what you're praying is happening is the title of this devotion. Believe that while you're praying, it's happening. Go with me to Matthew 6 for a moment. I want you to see how Jesus shows us this, but in a bit of a different way. He says in verse 5, Now when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogue and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by man. Well, surely I say to you, they have their reward. Don't let prayer become something that you're trying to find people's recognition for yourself. No, prayer is something between you and God. That doesn't mean we don't pray publicly, but we don't pray publicly to be seen by others. And he says, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. You know, when Moses in Psalm 91 says, 
He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You may have asked yourself, where is the secret place? The secret place is your prayer closet. It's your time of prayer with the Lord. For me, it's the living room on the sofa. Many years ago, I was reading a book, I think by Ian Bounds, and, and these two men were in Scotland and looking at John Knox's statue where he stands there holding his Bible. And the one man said to the other, if they ever make a statue of mine, be sure to make mine kneeling for there I've seen the greatest glory. And when I read that immediately, as I'm sitting before the Lord in my prayer time, immediately I said, oh Lord, should I be kneeling instead of sitting? And instantly the word from Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 12, I think it is, came to my spirit that said, and David went in and sat before the Lord. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful how the Holy Spirit can use the scriptures? to work with you in prayer. You see, working with God in prayer, God working with you in prayer, that's what we're talking about. That's where faith finds its holy connection into the unseen realm, into the realm where everything is real and awaiting us, and to see that coming into the seen realm, into the temporal, which is the seen realm. So when you pray, Jesus says, do not use vain repetitions as the healing do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. The Lord's not saying you can't repeat yourself, but don't make that the power of your praying. It's the intimacy is what he's talking about. You may say, no, no, no. The Lord says don't use repetition. Okay, I, I understand that question that you have. So I go to Matthew chapter 26 please. I understand. I've had that question myself, so I think it's a fair question. So verse 36 of Matthew 26. And Jesus came, um, then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, John and James, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Oh, may I encourage you, if you are suffering, go pray. Let that be your refuge, your hiding place. And then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face. And he prayed saying, oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said, Peter, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And again, the second time he went away and prayed saying, Oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me, unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. So you could see... Jesus repeated himself. You say, is he contradicting himself? Absolutely not. Jesus said, don't let 
your faith be in the repetition, but let your faith be in God. What Jesus was doing is harmonizing his human will with God's holy heavenly will. He knew the will of the Father, but the temptation pushing on him to save himself instead of offer himself was ferocious. And that is the nature of sin, my will or your will. Either I save myself or offer myself. And Jesus fought that battle for you and me. He perfectly harmonized his will with the heavenly Father's will and thereby broke the power of sin and death and the devil. And now that spirit by which he offered himself according to Hebrews 9:14 is what he implants into you and me by which we may now harmonize in prayer with God. And yes, sometimes that battle is just as real in you as it was in Jesus. The difference between us and Jesus is he won it for us so that he can enable us to be more than a conqueror through his love, more than a conqueror through his eternal spirit by which he enables us to offer ourselves to God instead of save ourselves and deny him. Friends, I pray that yes, you keep praying, you keep praying until you're completely harmonized with your loving heavenly Father and you are in that secret place of intimacy, into that secret place where you have a gained place of intercession with the Father, prayer with Him, and He begins to be able to pull on you because you and Him are now joined in prayer and God is able to show great and wonderful things that you know not. He says, call upon me and call upon me and I will answer you and show you great and wonderful things you know not. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. I want to encourage you. Spend more time in prayer. You're going to love it. Amen. Have a good day.